Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Collaborative Voices from Community Networks Aotearoa. Conversations and interviews on all kinds of subjects of interest to the community and voluntary sector. Listen up for Collaborative Voices from Wellington Access Radio. Hello, I'm Ros Rice. I'm the Executive Officer for Community Networks Aotearoa. And it's my great pleasure to welcome to the studio today, Kaylin Huntress. Kaylin is the Creative Director for Stellar Platforms. And what you don't know about Stellar Platforms, you're going to find out really quickly. So I think without me going into great detail, you're the best person, Kaylin, to talk about this. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ros. Yeah, Tell us who you are and where you're from, Kaylin. Well, I'm, a, I'm an American originally, and I live on the South Island of New Zealand, about an hour and a half north of Dunedin, and I came to New Zealand four years ago. Uh, I've been traveling as a digital nomad with my young family. Uh, I left the United States um, about 10 years ago and uh, decided I wanted to make a living from my laptop. And so I found some work that I could do from anywhere in the world that I had Wi-Fi and caffeine and <laughs> traveled around and found New Zealand. And uh, a lot of the work that I do now, Roz, is focused in two major areas. Uh, I work with uh, experts and entrepreneurs in setting up smart marketing systems through my digital marketing agency, Stellar Platforms. And I also do a lot of work with virtual events in creating compelling experiences online. Right. And that's where, well, I, I was aware of you four years ago when you arrived in Wellington, but um, following through that um, connection, uh, you were the person that we brought in to actually um, direct and work on our whole online conference using new technology, which we're going to talk about. But you were amazing, I've got to say. Um, you were like the puppet master making sure that everything was right and everybody was in the right spot and nothing went wrong and you were just fantastic and I'm really pleased to introduce you to my listeners and you your company is called Stellar Platforms. Yeah I, I work with a lot of people who want to get attention for their work they've got something to say and something to sell and they want to elevate their platform and I've been fortunate enough to be on the cutting edge of tech for quite a while. And so the, the content marketing and distribution tools that are available, I've always enjoyed playing with. But I started my career as an acrobat in the circus. <laughs> it's such a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was in the theater for a bunch of years. I've done Shakespeare in the Park a dozen times. And mm. I lived as a, as a street performer for a while. And so when... Uh, the pandemic hit and I had been doing some professional speaking and, you know, combining my business skills with my performance skills to get in front of audiences. And then when the pandemic hit, I found myself really close to the cutting edge for virtual events. And so right. I took all the training I could. I learned from all the experts I could. And I've been able to apply my theatrical training of how to make a production smooth mm. into virtual conferences. And that's been a lot of fun. 
Yes, and um, it was really lovely that, you know, you have this theatrical background because Patrick, who works for us, as many of our listeners might know, uh, was is, well, I don't know if he's, he still is really a professional actor and director here in New Zealand and um, got his own reputation. So he was thrilled to have somebody who was into production in a way that he understood. So it was really great. Yeah, it was great to be able to talk shop with him because we had a common vocabulary of things happening backstage. Yes. So I think you've kind of really covered the the sort of services Stellar Platforms offers. You, and just to sort of pull that together, um, you offer online conventions and conferences and the ability for people to get together online but you also provide solutions for people who want to get out there into the digital world to uh, market their product is that yeah pretty close to it well when i started my travels Roz, i uh, i started as a web designer because i had this unique overlap of skills that i could write content and i could do a little bit of code and i could design decent graphics and there's not a lot of people who could do all three And so I started making websites for people and over time, my conversations with people would, would go beyond their website to, you know, what's your newsletter strategy? What's your Mm. content strategy? How are you getting your message out into the world? How are you bringing in new clients? And so my marketing agency transitioned into, into business growth. And so a lot of the work that I do is helping people build their audience, grow their list and optimize their revenue. Right. And how do you help them optimize their revenue just by getting out there? Well, I do a lot. I do some business analysis where I help. I'm I'm a a technical nerd, so I like to build a spreadsheet that has pre-populated formulas to figure out where's the money coming from and how much time does it take to do all these different things that are bringing in revenue. And when Mm. you look at the numbers, you can look at it really dispassionately. Mm. And it might turn out that something that you're spending a lot of time and energy on doesn't have a lot of return. But then this fluke that you have off in the corner of your business is actually composing a large portion of your revenue. And if you focus your attention strategically, then you can get dramatically better results. Right, right. So you've got a lot to teach people and um, we've got to say that we've really appreciated the things that we've learned from you and the time that we've worked with you. So let's talk a little bit about what you actually did for CNA. Sure. So you were our director stroke um, production man. Um, we had to go online because of that darn COVID thing and um we knew that a lot of our membership and a lot of the people that would have been coming to our conference normally um, were not necessarily very digitally advanced. We have a lot of older people or um, a lot of people who might know how to get into their emails or um, go on the net, but not necessarily people who can um, handle long times on Zoom. Zoom's so stressful. It's so the, it, it's where you have to focus so much on faces and people talking. And it's if you can't break that focus on a regular basis, it becomes tiring and exhausting. And we were looking for something that people could do instead of a face-to-face conference that would be easier for them, both physically, mentally, 
psychologically um, and not as tiring. And you came along with this great idea called Bramble. So just within that parameters, do you want to talk about what you actually did for us? Sure. Yeah. So it was funny because we started talking uh, last year Mm. when the plan was full steam ahead. The conference is going to be in person. Mm. And you had these doubts about, well, what if we have to go virtual and started open the conversation with me to find out what are the options here? Mm. And so we got together for half a day and planned out, well, if it goes virtual, what would that be like? And we just kind of scoped it out in a document. And then when the the traffic light system came in and you had to go virtual, we had a plan. And the plan was originally to use Zoom. And how are we going to use breakout rooms? And how are we going to send people into different sessions? And I do a lot of work in Zoom. A lot of the the professional speakers that I train through eSpeakers, which is one of my clients, I, I teach a certification workshop through them for professional speakers who want to deliver compelling virtual presentations. And so I'd use Zoom as my primary tool for that. But Zoom has, it, it, it's got this uh, negative connotation because of Zoom fatigue. Yes. People look at Zoom and they're like, man, I have to go and sit in another meeting where I'm going to stare at a grid full of people in different parts of the world. And it can be really draining. And so what I proposed was using this interactive virtual conference platform called Bramble. Which now, is a- I'm just going to stop you really briefly because I want to talk more about Bramble in the next segment but can I just tell you a quick story um, ah. uh, but, but and then let you go from that point um, is that uh, not last Christmas but the Christmas before we held an online Christmas party on Zoom and we went to your videos on YouTube about games you can play on Zoom and we had a bunch of games we had the game where you high five Mm-hmm. We had um, a sort of Pictionary game using the whiteboard. Okay. Um, we, oh, I can't remember them. We had about four or five games that we got people to play in between playing Christmas videos and talking about what everyone was going to do for Christmas. But we went to your videos. So I just want to say to people, if you want to know about games that you can play on Zoom, go to YouTube, look up Kaylin Huntress Christmas Games, and you will find lots of really great ideas. So yeah, I've just, got some videos on, on yeah. YouTube, but my yeah. name is hard to spell. And so what I usually direct people to is to zoomhostchecklist.com. And I've got this. Hostchecklist.com. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, it's a free PDF. You just got to subscribe to the Stellar Platforms newsletter and I'll send you this 12 page PDF that has a bunch of different games in the Zoom host checklist. And that's at zoomhostchecklist.com. And a lot, there's a, a bunch of different games and exercises and, and activities that you can use to lead better virtual meetings. Cool. Now, carrying on with Bramble, because I took you off on a tangent. Yeah. Getting back to Bramble, you said, and Bramble is, ah, uh, and I interrupted you. Take it it's from a, the, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So Bramble is a, it's a 2D map where you move around in this map and when you get closer to someone you can see their camera and hear their audio and as your avatars move away the video fades out and the audio fades out so it kind of mimics this proximity based conversation that we have when we meet in person 
And Bramble has uh, the tables that serve the same function as breakout rooms in Zoom. When you're around a table with a group of other people, you can see and hear each other, but nobody outside of that table. And what I like about these tables so much, Roz, is that in Zoom, if you want to go to a breakout room, the host has to do all of these mechanics behind the scenes, mm. and you're sitting in a pause waiting for something to happen, and then you show up and you're kind of surprised, like, oh, who are these people and what am I doing? And there's this confusion that happens right at the beginning of every breakout room. Yeah. And what I love about Bramble is that you see where you are on the same map that you were just a second ago. Mm -hmm. And you can see the avatars of everybody who's there with you, so you know who you're talking with. And I find that right. to be really comforting. I'm going to stop you at that point because we're going to play some music and then we're going to talk a bit more about exactly how this works. But first off, um, we're going to play a song called La Femme d'Argent um, by a band called Air. And this is your favorite song of all time. Is this true? That's right. Yeah, I juggle to this song all the time. Okay, so let's just listen to that. And then we're going to go back and we're going to have a two-way conversation about um, what Kaylin is describing and how I experienced it. So here we go.
So welcome back to part two. Um, today we're talking to Kaylin Huntress. Kaylin is the creative director for Stellar Platforms and he was the person who was the production manager and the director and the general fix everything and keep everything going smoothly for our online conference using the quite um, new app called Bramble and um, just to reiterate what we said in the first half, Bramble is a 2D virtual conference space, really. And um, just before we went off for the music, um, Kaylin was talking about the rule of what I call the rule of proximity, where um, in this you have a little circle with a hat on it. And that's you, your little avatar. And as you go near other little circles with hats on them, which are other people, you start, as you get close, you can hear them. And then you see them popping up down the side of your monitor as an actual picture of them. Uh, a camera is on them. Your camera shows them. And then as you move away, just like if you're at a normal conference and um, you're going up to a group of people listening to what they have to say, then you're moving away. Like in Bramble, it just is just the same. As you move to a group of people, you can hear them and see them. If you move away, they gradually fade and the next people you get close to come into your site. So that's really kind of just feels like normal in yeah, real life. What I heard from some people at the conference last month was that it was the uh, it was the next best thing they've had to a virtual conference. Yes, or to a, to an in person conference. Yes, because we had three rooms in um, in this bramble. We had um, the rooftop, and the rooftop was a place where people could go and have private conversations and just chill out. And we'll play I was. <laughs> And um, we were surprised how many people used that. And then we had the main conference room. So do you want to talk about um, the main conference room? Because what your answer was to those breakout rooms that we have often in Zoom or yeah. in real, real face-to-face -face conferences. Yeah. Well, like with any conference, setting the expectations creates a safe environment for people to actually connect but you need those expectations it's like the scaffolding of a building mm. you know when you create a scaffolding around a building you can build a skyscraper on the in the inside of it and so uh karen stockman and i she was the facilitator for day one we took a lot of care in that first 30 minutes where people arrived into the conference we played a few games that help people learn about the space we played follow the leader so that we could move from room to room and people could see how to move around. Uh, we we uh, had some uh, some improv type games that I used to use in my ensemble theater days where <laughs> everybody who had the same first letter in their first name got to a table and everybody with the same color avatar then joined at tables. And so you had people dynamically moving around to find their own cohesion as groups. And I think what that did is it empowered people to interact with each other the same way that they would in a, in a physical space. And then we, uh, Karen was great at introducing yeah, the good. activities and providing the framework for how people would interact. So in the room, when I looked at the room, I saw a whole bunch of tables and they had topics written on them, which you'd done. Just, we'll just give a general how we did it. And the, 
and um, each table had a kind of um, a, a whitish, a pale whitish rectangle around the exterior of the table. Like a halo. <laughs> <laughs> so if you went to a table to discuss, for example, charity services with the charity services people who were there, as soon as you walked into that white area, you were cut off from hearing or seeing or hearing and he, and seeing the faces of people at other tables. You could only hear and see the faces of the people at your table. And when I say the faces, just to clarify, um, on the right-hand side of your monitor next to the picture of the room, you'd get up to six uh, videos running of people chatting. And um, so we had, I don't know how many tables we had on the second half of the day. We must have had 15, or 15 so? tables of yeah. different things that people wanted to talk about. And you could move in and out of the sort of halo areas and hear the conversations, but not have all the other chatter in the background of all the other tables. I, I hope that makes kind of sense to people. I'm trying to draw a, a spoken picture for you. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I especially appreciated how people could come up with topics. Yeah. And there was a period where Karen asked for contributions of what do you want to talk about? And people would say, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. And then that became the topics of the table. Yes. So unlike in Zoom, where the host says, this is what we're going to talk about in room one, room two, room three, it was really user generated content. So that brings us on to two other issues that um, probably just quickly before we move into the theatre, and that was that people are also able to type into chat. So um, when Karen's asking for people, they could type into chat, but another thing that they could do is they could move into the spotlight. So the spotlight is a circle on the ground that your avatar moves into. And when your avatar is standing in that circle, you get a big yellow light shining on your avatar and everyone in the room can see and hear you irrespective of closeness. It's like um, a person standing on the stage, and we will get to the stage in a minute, but like a person standing on the stage and talking over the loudspeaker system to everybody in the room, but yeah. only in that room. But So when really people nice said, piece. I've got a topic, she'd bring them into the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we'd assign a table, I'd write the name on the table, and the spotlight was really useful. I had my name set in Bramble as the usher. So that, pe so that people would know I'm the one who's guiding them from space to space. And every once in a while, I could walk into the spotlight and make a brief announcement and step out. And it was the same as the usher coming in to a theater and making a, an announcement. Now we're turning off the house lights and then yes. you get back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so the third room was the theater. Do you want to talk about how the theater worked? Yeah, the theater had slightly different mechanics than the rest of the space. Mm. And in the theater, you could only be seen or heard if you were in the spotlight. On the and stage. So, on the stage. Mm. And so many people would come in and listen to the speaker or the panel in the spotlight. We could have multiple avatars move into the spotlight. And on day two, we had four people in a panel while everyone else was listening. Mm. And the interesting thing about that is that when you normally have presentations at a, a conference, you sit in the audience and you don't interrupt the presentation. 
you wait for your questions at the end. But because people could chat by typing, the speakers would say something and people would be writing, that's a great point. I really like that. Or I've got a question for later or um, way to go or let's fight for democracy and all kinds of comments were coming up on the screen and just scrolling up as the speakers were speaking. So it was quite interactive. We had some people say, oh, we didn't talk to many people, but lots of people talked to lots of people. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 you know, we you know, they had day one to do all that one-to-one conversations, but day two was our presentations in the theater. Yeah, and you, you bring up a great point, Roz, uh, about the, the chat feed being this new character mm. that we have in presentations. When you're just sitting in a room together with an audience and the presenter in the same physical mm. space, you don't get that sort of dynamic feedback, except for, mm-hmm. you know, facial expressions and sounds, you know, like you get the laughter that we've we've kind of lost. But what, what we have gained is this more complex method of providing dynamic feedback in the moment. Mm. And when the MC can scroll through the chat feed and say, hey, we've got a question here that somebody said, it allows the, the live audience to participate in a way that Mm. they never could before Mm. and it meant that we got lots of questions it was great because we had a fantastic MC, um, Professor Michael McCauley, who's um, um, personality in his own right, but he was great. He was incredible. Um, he you was... Know, just on him real quick, on his closing remarks on day two, he said oh. something that I thought was beautiful. He talked about the Agora in Mm. ancient Greece and how Mm. the Agora was a place where ideas would come to be shared and debated. And he, he described this Bramble experience as a new digital version of that. And I thought Mm. that was really astute. He's a very smart man. We're very fond of Michael. Um, How do you think our CNA conference attendees handled this new technology? I was very anxious that they just, it was be too hard. How do you think? I, I thought they they did great. Uh, I, mm. I think that with any new technology, there's always going to be a certain level of friction mm. because what's new is difficult. And when you're on the cutting edge, things are rough. Mm. But that's how you sharpen yourself yeah. through the roughness. And by creating the space for them to have a little bit of fumbling right at the beginning, I feel like that empowerment led them to really uh, jump right in. And some of the conversations that they were having were just as, if not more, intimate and expansive Mm. as we could have done in person. Um, uh, One of the things that uh, you did really well was the treasure hunt. Do you want to talk about what the treasure hunt was? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of treasure hunts. I used Mm. to leave treasure hunts around cities that I would visit just Mm. for for fun. I make treasure hunts for my kids and all the time. Um, and so I brought one into this virtual venue as an educational experience. So, and uh, when uh, when we opened the venue a few days before, uh, we had some open office hours where people could come in and try it out and learn the controls. And there was this sign right by the front that said, start here. 
and it was a button that invited you to follow these red buttons throughout the venue. And every time you clicked on a button, it would give you a little bit of education about how to use the space and directions for where to go next. So that you could go from place to place in Bramble and learn about how to refresh your browser and, uh, and how to, um, uh, how to uh, interact with other people. And, and sometimes I could put in games that people could play like <laughs> Pac-Man and Tetris. And at the end, there was this great one to get to at the end of the Screaming treasure Screaming into the void. Screaming into the void. That was fun. <laughs> so for our listeners, the Screaming into the Void, you clicked on the button and um, up came a picture of a big circling dark whirlpool galaxy. of galaxy. And yeah. it said, type your words here and you'd type the words and then you'd press scream and then you'd hear yourself going ah! as you fell into the void and um everybody everybody loved it people kept going there back to scream into the void again it's therapeutic so, <laughs> <laughs> it was so we had a lot of fun as well we're pretty much running out of time so i sort of thought let's have a quick talk about other apps you use are there any other ones that you help people with briefly yeah well there's a, there's one that i'm playing around a lot with right now uh that's become quite popular in web3 in the metaverse it's mm. called decentraland 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 it's yeah. it's tied to the mana token which is a cryptocurrency token mm. and they're having a lot of events this last week was uh was uh the metaverse fashion week <laughs> and Estee Lauder and Dolce Gabbana and all these big fashion names. I, I don't know anything about fashion, but mm -hmm. I do know Web3. And they had this catwalk in Web3 where they were showing off the latest fashions through NFTs. Right. And so I'm, I'm putting together some trainings for people who want to learn about the metaverse. At Tech Week in May, uh, I'm leading some metaverse meetups, which are drop-ins into Bramble every day from 1130 to 1230. It's an open drop-in where you can come into Bramble and wander around and use the tool and then I'm guiding people into the metaverse so that for people who want to get into the metaverse for the first time uh, I'm I'm doing some hand-holding to help people okay. try it cool um, quickly now three main bits of advice do you that you think nonprofits need to know about technology and three main pieces of advice about technology um, uh... I'd say the first is that content is recyclable. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Great things that you said three or four years ago on your Facebook page are still applicable today. So you can harvest that old content and reuse it regularly. I'd say that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is that regular newsletter sends are a pulse on who you are and what you do. And if you're not sending at least every two weeks, then people will start forgetting you. Yeah. But just seeing your name in their email inbox is enough for people to recall who you are and what you do and why you matter. So that's, that's a really thing. good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just keep sending your newsletter. Uh, and the third uh, is, is that your customer journey is something that should be audited once a quarter. You should now explain what you newbie. mean by that. Yeah, sure, sure. So a customer journey is all the steps that someone takes when they have a transaction with you, whether that's making a donation or becoming a member and auditing that journey and starting it from scratch and saying, OK, I'm nobody. I don't know anything about this organization and I want to join. 
how do I do it and what are all the steps? Just walking through those steps is going to highlight to you, oh, there's a piece of friction here we should probably take care of. Right. And so I recommend doing that once a quarter. Now, we really have to finish. So before we go, I want to remind everybody that you can go to zoomhostchecklist.com and get lots of great um, games to play on Zoom. Also, um, Kaylin, you're the creative director for Stellar Platforms. How do people get in touch? Well, the best thing to do is to subscribe to my newsletter, which you can do at zoomhostchecklist.com. I'm also at stellarplatforms.com. I've got my case studies and a lot of the examples of my work there. Uh, But I'm also a prolific blogger on my personal website, kaylinhuntress.com. I've been documenting my travels around the globe uh, for the last 12 or 13 years on that website. And so if you can spell my name, then you can find my website. So we're going to spell your name now. So everybody, you got your pens out there? Kaylin C A. E-L-A-N and Huntress, it's spelt like it sounds, H-U-N-T-R-E-S-S. Now, if anybody needs that um, information again, you know how to get hold of us at Community Networks Aotearoa. Happy to pass it on to you. And Kaylin, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Roz. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, thank you. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.